tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido. ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Vodafone. In the next 60 minutes here on Newsnight, the Renal Patients Association of Ghana reviews 14 of its members with kidney condition died between May and September after the Kolibu Teaching Hospital ran out of supplies and restricted dialysis services to only emergency cases. A 24-year-old boy died this morning. His father is a teacher. Could not afford dialysis. Unfortunately, during this shutdown period, we, we have lost about 14 of our friends. 
We'll hear from some of the members who say as of last Thursday, the hospital was still charging the new, the now reversed 765 CD dialysis fee. That was Thursday that in their system, they still have the new price there. That was what I was told. More on the first episode of our series, Dub Dialysis Crisis, as former President John Bahama calls for the scrapping of taxes on dialysis kits. Yes, this assemblyman had to travel weekly to Kumasi for dialysis treatment because there was no such facility anywhere near our constituency. Also tonight, countdown to showdown as minority threatens to block passage of 2024 budget. If there's no budgetary allocation to fix the tidal waves crisis in a voter region once and for all. We are going to see the budget read sometime next month. The president should make sure that when his finance minister comes to parliament, they better come with some good news about the Kitasi defense. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. they're going to see a block, yeah, yeah. a block protest yeah, against yeah. the budget, no matter what it is. And we tell you why the minority is tonight asserting that the government has neglected that part of the country. Oh, is it because it's within a stretch that you don't get any vote? We don't get much vote elsewhere, but we invest in those places. So the voter region MPs are very unhappy this afternoon and calling on President Kufuado and Dr. Baumia. After Dr. Baumia, the least said about him, the better. And in business, Bank of Ghana rules out fresh set of regulatory measures to protect commercial banks and enhance supervision of the sector. And in sports, president of Mediama Sporting Club says they are ready to give their opponent in the CAF Champions League group stage a run for their money for becoming the first Ghanaian club to do so in 11 years. And tonight, the limited voter registration exercise has ended. We'll bring you the stories across the country as last-minute attempts are made by people uh, to be captured onto the voters' roll. Currently, there is no alternative arrangement being made. The commission is not considering any alternative arrangements. We'll tell you why. Shraj is unhappy with the EC's posture. When it's about things that relate to the people, we should not stress that independence too much. And registration in this context, making the registration more too onerous for the ordinary person who gave us the power. And later in the bulletin, a ticking time bomb. That's how Roots and Building Consultant has described portions of the Kaswa Accra Highway as it recommends a complete re-engineering of the road network to avert a possible mudslide disaster. We need, as a matter of agency, to re-engineer the place. The buildings that are springing up like mushrooms in some of the selected areas may have to be halted by the local assembly. I will take your views and comments. 055 Tonight, the Renal Patients Association of Ghana made up of persons with kidney conditions. They have revealed 14 of their members died between May and September after the Kolibu Teaching Hospital ran out of consumables, uh, which led to a restriction of dialysis services to only emergency cases. Now speaking at a press conference here in Accra, the patients and members of the association and their leader, Michael Asante, said the situation has left many of them in constant fear of death. We'll hear from them shortly. But first, in the first episode of our uh, series, Dubbed Dialysis Crisis, Masubagba has been exploring uh, the uh, personal story of Georgina Mensa. Uh, she is 54-year-old. Now, she used to sell fish at the Tema Fishing Harbour 
Ideally, uh, she's supposed to get three sessions of dialysis, but she is unable to afford the cost as she is compelled to do only one. Her story mirrors that of thousands of persons with kidney conditions in the country. Uh, Max Alwaba has more on this report. Fifty-four-year-old Georgina Napier lies in a reclined seat at a private facility, the Central Dialysis Center. She just finished her session for the week. Once a vibrant fish seller at the Tema Fishing Harbor, now confined by her kidney condition, unable to afford the lifeline she needs, regular dialysis. I have to beg before I eat. I don't have any helper. You know the harsh economic conditions now. So I have to beg before I get money for my weekly dialysis at this private facility. Bring my mom to this private facility. 400 her daughter, 26-year-old Stella Uzu, is the only child of her mother. She says the weekly dialysis sessions have taken a toll on your finances. Then you are supposed to wait 5.50 twice a week or three times a week. Most patients couldn't get it, so we've actually lost a lot of patients, both young and old. But the one I can count right now is about 12 patients mm. since Kulibu. Um, dialysis she may shut down. 400, 460 CDs twice a week. I don't even get it. So it's once a week I get so my mom to contribute and I'll bring her. Lack of proper and affordable healthcare systems is one of the reasons young people hit the streets last two weeks to protest. One of them, Nasiba Bawa, was seen charging at the police. In a video that has now gone viral, she told me she was protesting because a 24-year-old man had died because he couldn't afford the cost of dialysis. A 24-year-old boy died this morning. His father is a teacher. His father is a teacher. Gave over 30 years of his life to the service. Could not afford transplants. Could not afford dialysis. Two weeks after the protest, I'm at Starbites at Wesley Gone to meet Nasiba. She usually buys a lunch here. She says no one should die because they can't afford to live. I was upset. I was so upset. Like, it got to me. And not even just because Hassan died, but what Hassan represented, even for me, you know, that he represented a lost, like a country that had failed you. Yeah. He represented people who were dying or had died. He represents a lot of things for me. Well, today, the uh, Rainer Patients Association, uh, they've been addressing a very rare news conference. And Max Rabba was there for us and he's in the studio with me. Uh, Max, so tell us more about uh, this reported death of 14 of their members mm. in the space of less than four months. Yes, um, Eva, today I've been explaining um, that most of them are actually beneficiaries of a sponsorship program that allows them to get free dialysis at a Kolibu Teaching Hospital. When a Kolibu Teaching Hospital ran out of um, supplies for the dialysis treatment, they tell us that they restricted um, the dialysis service to just emergency cases. So for outpatient um, outpatient persons, they couldn't get access um, to the dialysis service. So this compelled them to go outside um, to use other health facilities, some of them private facilities, 
And they say that because they couldn't afford the course, um, they had to restrict the regular session. Some of them ideally are supposed to get three, but they reduced that to one. Some of them who also did not have the money did not do it at all, and that resulted in the death. We can hear Michael Asante, who has been explaining. As we speak, the renal unit has been closed since 22nd May 2023. Up to date, up to date, to outpatients. Patients have gone through turbulent times as we struggle to finance our dialysis, our dialysis treatments at private dialysis centers across the city. Unfortunately, during this shutdown period, we we have lost about 14 of our friends patients with ERLD, and this has left the rest of us living in constant fear for our tomorrow. This is because we do not know who amongst our number will be the next to lose their lives needlessly. For the souls of our departed friends, may they rest in peace. Please let's observe a minute's silence for them. Yes, now, President. Yes, now. Yes, now, or I am from the Maxwell, uh, yeah. what we just hear in there, uh, yeah. those sounds of the wheeling passing, is it yeah. at the press conference? It was actually at the press conference, and that was the moment that was supposed to be a one minute silence um, for the departed souls. And then this um, just happened. and. Uh, they couldn't do anything to stop it. The woman you had um, crying there herself, um, a kidney patient, has been living with it for, I, I think, since 2012. Yeah, and she just couldn't control herself and started crying. And, and, and talk to me about what the Kolebu uh, Teaching Hospital's response has been to this particular mm. issue of that uh, closure in the period mm. when they were forced to shut that place down for a while. Yeah, so um, last week, Thursday, um, when we um, spoke to the CEO, um, Dr. Opoku Wari Ampuma, in fact, Mamavi Usabwaje asked the question on the Super Morning Show, and then he explained that they were compelled um, to restrict the dialysis services to um, emergency cases because they've run out of um, supplies for the dialysis treatment. We can hear the CEO, Dr. Poku Wari Ampoma. Looking at the quantity of which we have a reorder level. Once the consumables go below a certain quantity, we need to reorder and they need to come in. But um, because we are having those uh, contractual issues with the supplier, which needed to be ironed out, the shipments have been delayed. You know, so we're looking at the numbers and we knew that if we continue to serve both our patients and inpatients and emergencies, you know, then we could run out, you know, so we needed to find a way of making the uh, the stock that we had last a bit longer while these issues were behind. But we were able to iron them out. And then, uh, so now we are going to be able to restore the full service. So you're going to be, it's not like you have restored. No, we, we, are, we are restored full service. Okay. Uh, and we know that following the backlash mm. when the Kolebu decided to increase the fees to 765 uh, yeah. CDZ, that has now been reversed. But exactly. we learned today from the association members mm. that as late as last Thursday, they were still being charged the 765 CDs. Exactly. Um, one of the members who spoke to um, Ahinkra Bafo, he mentioned that when they monitored news reports and they had the CEO, um, they went back um, to the facility to make some payments. He said, as, at, as of last Thursday, last week Thursday, the old charges were still in the system. And he was told that the old charges were still in the system and he still had to pay the 765 CDs. And so there's a process for approval of any proposed uh, hikes in fees. 
quote is that the unit in question would make a proposal looking at their input costs and then those will come to management and then we'll go to a process where we uh, look at the justification for the uh, proposed increases you know and then we also look at other issues like you know patients have need to pay and we engage other stakeholders before we then uh, i mean uh, the the review proposal would then be passed on to the Ministry of Health. I tried doing that, I think Thursday. I went there and I was told that, that was Thursday, that in their system, they still have the new price there. That was what I was told. So as I'm sitting here right now, I don't have any information whether they are taking the old price or the new price. But as at last week Thursday, I went there and I said I wanted to come and pay for the old price, and I was told in their system they still have the new price in. As at last week, Thursday. No. So did you pay? I did not pay because I, I was having the trade. I was not having the seven hundred sixty-five point four forty-two. So I didn't pay. So that's what happened last of last week, uh, Thursday. Now, you've also been speaking to another member who has been corroborating the claims and how difficult it is for them to get their regular dialysis. Mm. Yes. Um, so, Bafo um, Ahinkra has been explaining um, to me that they are even restricted um, to just one bottle um, of water. He says um, out of that one bottle of water, that's what you use to prepare your tea, even for food that contain fluid like soup for instance you don't have to take much because if you take much that means you need that regular um, dialysis to take out the toxins from your from your system so let's say if i would take tea yeah. i have to factor it into it uh, if i eat fufu you know fufu goes with soup i have to factor it into it yeah. and then um anything anything soupy mm. or anything we, we, even, we even use the word fluid and you are supposed to factor it into it because the kidney is not is down, and the kidney is not able to extract the excess water. So when you take more water, you can't breathe properly. You cannot sleep. Your legs will be swollen. You get your face bruises. So this is the water you are supposed to take. I uh, one, uh, I think the 22nd was a Monday. Uh, they reported for dialysis, and when they came, they were told that the consumables are out of shortage. So they should go and find the places to do it. Thank God in Accra. There are a lot of dialysis centers around, but as to the quality, it's another thing altogether. Mm. So we have to go and look for money and go and do it somewhere. So since from that time, uh, the 22nd of May, the place has been shut down to the OPD patients. Mm. No OPD patient is being worked there. Mm. It's only for emergencies mm. that they are working on them. So it's true, the place has been shut down. Mm. As we are talking now, it's still not open to OPD. Mm. They are only doing emergencies. Did mm. <laughs> these deaths don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. 
and all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC happen because um, your members, um, we told majority of them are beneficiaries of some kind of sponsorship arrangement here. So sometimes you come from the dialysis free of charge. These deaths occur because they couldn't raise enough money to go to private facilities or other facilities to get a dialysis. Is yeah, that sure. That was it. That was the bottom line. That was it. Like I said, most of the people who come here are very vulnerable. Mm. They don't have the means. They, don't, they are not working. So where is he going to have that money from? And most of the private sector are charging between 550 and 600 per session. So they don't have. Just this morning, we just had information, one of our colleagues gone. So that brings the number to a 15? Yeah, 15. Just this morning, we just had information, one of the guys gone. I learned he was doing it within two weeks, two weeks, because he was not having money to do it. Probably, most of them, most of them probably are doing three times a week. So three times a week, you sit down for two weeks, you go and do one. That is the end result. So most of them, all these 15 people, I can mention their name, but that is if only the, the, the relatives who agreed to me for me to mention their names. I can mention that offer to you. Very vulnerable people. They don't have the means to go for the dialysis at the private centers. Mm. So it kills them. Amongst our former president, John Mahama, he's been speaking about this, wading into this controversy. What has he been mm. saying? Well, he's been narrating um, his own experience when it comes to um, handling um, persons with kidney conditions. He talked, he talked about an assemblyman um, in his constituency who also had a kidney condition, had to travel from Bolimbamboy to Kumasi always to, um, to get dialysis treatment. He said he had to spend a lot of money on him. At the end of the day, he died. Just this week, there was an uproar when the nation's premier teaching hospital, Kolibu, announced an increase in charges for dialysis treatment by 100%. This was threatening to put the cost of dialysis treatment out of the reach of many patients and their families. The explanation I've read from the Kolibu teaching hospital cites the increase in taxes and duties of materials for dialysis treatment as the main reason for their decision 
to hike the price by 100%. As an immediate measure, I call on the government to exempt medication and kits for dialysis treatment from taxes and duties to maintain this critical lifeline for patients whose survival depends on them. I've had first-hand experience with the story of one of my assemblymen from the Bolle Bamboy district uh, constituency where I was a member of parliament for 12 years. This assemblyman had to travel weekly to Kumasi for dialysis treatment because there was no such facility anywhere near our constituency. And there are many places in this country where dialysis is not available. And so if you have kidney disease, you either have to travel to Tamale, to Kumasi, to Accra, Cape Coast, or any of those places for dialysis. And you can imagine the transportation alone, including the cost of the dialysis treatment. I want to bring in right now Oswald Isham Mensah. He's a director of uh, corporate affairs at the National Health Insurance Authority. Hello, Oswald. Thanks for your time here on Newsnight. Hi. Good evening, Ivan. Thanks for having me. I'm I'm wondering, uh, the NHIS, from what I understand, uh, the dialysis treatment is not covered by it. Is is there any conversation amongst the the leadership of the NHIS to consider this going forward? Um, First of all, let me just... um you know, uh, register my my empathies. You know, for the families that are suffering. Um, I I couldn't hear your full your full story, but obviously it's not it's it's not, it's not a pleasant situation for what they're going through. Um, as you know, NHIS the benefit package that we operate obviously has well over ninety five percent disease conditions that are presented in the hospitals are covered under the scheme, and we run an exclusions list. You know, unfortunately of which. Um, dialysis for chronic disease, uh, kidney failure, is an exclusion on the list. Um, but as in every disease condition, you know, we have so many people knocking on the doors of NHI to include almost everything, you know, um, onto the package. And what is most important is always to measure the requests and the demands of the scheme with the available resources that can enable this to happen. Um, as we're hearing, of course, the dialysis treatments is not. Uh, they're quite expensive, you know. If NHIA has to consider that, a lot of actual um, studies would have to be carried out to see whether the scheme will be sustainable if we take it on board. But that being said, um, if the patients, you know, present with acute renal failure, for instance, you know, the scheme, the scheme covers that and pays for that. It's only those who are on chronic, um, you know, who have chronic disease, um, uh, kidney failures. Those are the ones that are excluded for now. But um, certainly it's a topical issue that has, has gained the years and I'm sure conversations will be going on to see what can be done going forward. Uh, and these conversations, have they begun or yet to begin? They have begun indeed. Um, obviously it's been quite topical this week, but um, you know, there's several demands are being made of NHI every day. We speak about prostate cancer, you know, because we do cover breast cancer and cervical cancer, the men are also you know, um, of course, wanting their fair share to, to have prostate cancer also covered. Um, mental health, as we also know, is also being considered, you know, so that hopefully by the end of this year, mental health uh, will also be covered under the scheme. So we always have to balance, you know, the requests versus, as I said, the resources that's available. Um, since 2003, when the scheme was um, established, we haven't had much expansion on the benefit package until recently until about two years ago when we had new inclusions of um, the four commonest childhood cancers. 
you know, that have been added onto the scheme and some family planning um, services. So we're gradually expanding the package, but as I said, it comes at a huge cost that we must be careful that we can shoulder on. Uh, thank you very much, also, Odisya Mensah. He's the uh, Director of uh, Corporate Affairs at the NHIA, and we're going to be having a, a major conversation on this on Thursday. The NHIS will, will join us as we expand on this particular subject. But before then, though, uh, as you may have noticed last week, there was a campaign uh, by the minority uh, spokesperson on health, uh, Minta Kando, to get the Kolebu Teaching Hospital to refund all monies they had taken illegally uh, following that announced increase, which was not backed by procedure and by uh, parliamentary approval. He joins us on the line right now. If he's made any progress on this, Mr. Mitankando, thanks for your time here on Newsnight. Uh, have you made any progress in this uh, fight of yours to get Kolebu to refund the monies? Yeah, I think Kolebu, especially the CEO, is trying to play games with the good people of this country. Even we are underrating the magnitude of this whole uh, dialysis issue. You know, um, just as you said, this charge was illegal to start with. This uh, CEO came out to say that it was at the management level. It has not been approved by management. And therefore, he agreed that it is illegal. But as I speak to you now, I have not heard that they have refunded anybody's money to him or her. I, have, I don't have that report yet. But you see, Eva, you, you know that it is not easy to get unapproved charge by management into the Kolebu system. It is not easy. So what I see is, I mean, damage control by the CEO at the moment. And I think the, the responsibility of the government to is legendary, you know. We have to expand this conversation further. I heard you speak to the spokesperson for the National Health Insurance Authority. Yes, there has been this conversation about absorbing it by the National Health Insurance Scheme. But even if you just need a mere announcement, a mere announcement that it's been absorbed will not solve the issue. And the last time I had a conversation with you, Evans, I made mention of the fact that we are starting the conversation in the middle. And I'm going to repeat today, Evans, I am say, I'm, I'm saying to you that we must begin the conversation from the access. Even if today we wake up and then National Health Insurance has absorbed the, the cost, and you go to Western North, you go to um, Upper West, Upper East, and then there is no single dialysis machine in the area. And if somebody needs the services, what will happen? Although it's been absorbed. So this is a critical issue that I think that government, though insensitive, but must not push people to their early grave and must do well to at least let's get a dialysis machine in every district hospital. Yeah, and, and Mr. Mitakando, that's a, a subject that uh, demands a, a thorough uh, mm. look at. And that's exactly what we plan to do, bring on a policy uh, players into one space, yourselves and others, to explore this more thoroughly. Uh, but on the subject of uh, the refunds, I, I take it then that you haven't had any positive word from Kolibu Teaching Hospital on, on that? Back so far. Mm. So where I'm tomorrow and tomorrow next, by Wednesday, I will, together with some members of the committee, who will go to um, Kolibu Teaching Hospital um, and then have some first-hand information. But, I mean, this is a very critical issue, Evans, 
that we must thoroughly discuss and have a result. It shouldn't be, a, I mean, business as usual that we will discuss and sweep it under the carpet and then it comes up again, then we'll go back to it. No. Mm. It till we get that result. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, that's uh, Kablamita Kando there. He's a minority spokesperson on health. Still so listening to News Night is on Joy 99.7 FM. Tonight, the minority in parliament, they serve notice uh, they will block the approval of the 2024 budget uh, set to be read in November if the government does not commit to fixing the tidal waves phenomenon in the Volta region. Now, several communities along the coast in the region have been swept away by the waves, displacing many residents and destroying properties. We'll hear uh, from the minority chief whip shortly uh, on this particular threat. But first, here is a report by Volta Regional Correspondent Ivy Setoji detailing the devastation of the uh, flood, the floods of coast in the Agbozome, uh, in the Ketu South municipality, where five months after the floods, the water is yet to recede, uh, forcing the less privileged members of the community to do everything in the stagnant water. Of the communities affected are Nogopo, Sonuto, Babanao Kofe, Peja Kofe, Ativuta, among others, which has been blocked and completely cut off from the main Agbozume township. A head teacher in one of the schools, Mr. Shan Boko, said his entire building has been submerged in the water. Before we woke up, we realized that we are surrounded by water. After two days, it was west. So, early June, I have to move my family to a lodge. Mr. Shine Bokor said that life has been very hard since the flood started and wants government to, as a matter of urgency, do something about the situation. We are crying for uh, philanthropists. You know, there are people around here, they don't have any other place to lodge. So, they are still in the water and they are sleeping in the water, they are cooking in the water, they are doing everything in the water. Look at the waters, they are all contaminated. In fact, we are dying slowly. So we are pleading politicians, philanthropists, and uh, we heard of somebody called uh, uh, Ibrahim Mahama. He has been doing it for people. So today we are crying. He should come to our aid so that he can help us out. When they dredge that, uh, uh, that wetland over there called Trophy and the others in the room, we think the water can find its channel to that place so that we'll be at ease. We are all Ghanaians. We are begging. Well, we can now hear from the minority chief whip, Governor Kwame Agboja, who is threatening his side will not cooperate with the majority to pass the 2024 budget. He's been speaking in Ketu South constituency, where he led a delegation to donate items to the victims. Our government is not prioritizing anything along this coast line. And it's a very sad thing. And we are going to demand. We said notice. We are going to see the budget read sometime next month. The president should make sure that when his finance minister comes to parliament, they better come with some good news about the Kitasi defense. Yes. Otherwise, they're going to see a block, yes. a block protest yes. against the budget, no matter what it is. We will not accept any development anywhere unless they, they have a solution. No more, no more about feasibility study. Because the project was, was coming on. Yes. The feasibility has been, If they want to just update the feasibility study, you need 10 million to, uh, to, to be able to do that. So we are very angry and very sad about this. Is there a solution? Yes, we agree. We, we are saying that there's a solution. What we are lacking is the willpower of the MPP to do this. And I call upon the traditional authority in this country, especially the Angloland, speak out. Do not just keep smiling at President Akufuado when he comes here. Speak out. Your land is being taken. Yes. And the man is showing no interest. People's investments are gone. 
Who says that a country like Holland exists? A country like Holland exists. Yes. Uh, Belgium exists. Much of that is below uh, sea level. How are they able to do it? Hey, exactly. This our country is richer than Sierra Leone many times. How are they able to protect their coastline? Or is it because it's within a stretch that you don't get any vote? We don't get much vote elsewhere, but we invest in those places. So the voter region MPs are very unhappy this afternoon and calling on President Kufuado and Dr. Baumia. As for Dr. Baumia, the least said about him, the better. Once he came here and then decided to only come and mine for votes and didn't even care about where the people who are going to vote for him are going to, are going to sleep, we leave him to that. He's not yet the, pre the president. And God willing, he must not be the president. As for President Kufuado, he's already the president. It is your job to fix this problem. And we are saying, if we don't see anything in the 2024 budget, forget it. You are not going to get our support for anything at all. Yeah. Uh, let me bring in the MP for K2 South, uh, Jifa Gomashi. Uh, Madam Gomashi, thanks for time here on Newsnight. Thank you very much, Iran. How are you? I'm doing great. I recall on the floor of Parliament, you read out a very uh, strong statement some time back, uh, calling for uh, immediate intervention. What, officially, what have you been told about what government plans to do about this problem? Nothing. I've only heard uh, regurgitation of promises made by all the three uh, ministers who spoke this matter of uh, the tidal waves and so on. That's the uh, Volta Regional Minister, Minister for Works and Housing, and the Finance Minister. Each of them said that we're going to start work immediately, and as we speak, nothing has been done. I know the Works and Housing Minister is your colleague in Parliament. There's no plan to even do something going forward? Not to my, not to my knowledge. Um, as we speak, um, I've made efforts to ask questions on what has happened to the relocation they promised, the continuation of the sea defense, um, some support, relief items for the victims, and uh, two years down the line, nothing has been done. You've said that you are not going to cooperate with government uh, when it comes to the 2024 budget, which will be read in November. Is that a, a realistic, I guess, action to take, considering how important that also is for your people and everybody else? You see, fortunately or unfortunately for you and I, we have adopted something we call democracy, created in Ghana which is a hybrid between what uh, the British practice and what the American practice. We have agreed that we have a three-line system in our parliament. If my, my, if my, um, my chief whip says this is what we are going to do, I'm going to follow what he says. Whether it's realistic or not, we have agreed collectively as a people to obey what the Constitution and the standing order says, and who am I to oppose that? In any case, it's in my interest, isn't it? You recall, Evans, that Honorable um, Haruna Idrisu, bless his good heart, mentioned in Parliament that the issue of the coastal um, area erosion must be put in the budget. Uh, do you recall that? Yes, I, yes, I did. Right. And so the, the Minister for Finance comes back to Parliament and says that he sets aside 10 million cities for that feasibility study and if you recall when we spoke i said 
no, you cannot do a feasibility study of a of a, uh, um, a situation that you're already handling. Rem- remember, the, the predecessor of President Nanakofado, John Dramani Mahama, had started the phase one. So, what do they use to do the phase one? That you have to now go back and do a feasibility study. His answer to us was that it was the whole of the coastal line, uh, the, the, the the coastal line in Ghana. Between then and now, what have you heard as a journalist? I haven't heard anything. So who, who is pretending that nothing is being done? Eh? And then unfortunately, um, we, ha- we, are in a, we are in a season where the rains are coming more than we've ever seen before. And now the lagoons are flooded and the tidal waves too are coming. Huh? All of it in the same period and time. In the interim though, uh, what about Nanmo's intervention? Have we not look? Listen, Evans. I am saying that President Nanadu Dankwekufadu has collapsed Nadmo, and he has collapsed the, the local government structure. Nadmo, all they have done is write names of victims for two years. Huh? Before I, I I got to the constituency, Nadmo had written names again. They know people have water knee deep, some above their knees to their uh, uh, their middle section. And these people don't have, have not been given even one blanket, one, one blanket, or one cup of rice to go and boil somewhere to eat. That one is collapsed. Hmm. Jifagumashi, thank you very much. He's MP for K2 South there. Uh, still listening to Newsnight. It's on Joy 99.7 FM right after George's Downward Business. Uh, ticking time bomb. Uh, we'll take you to that Accra, uh, the Kaswakra Highway. Uh, and we hear from uh, residents there, including an engineer who is recommending a complete re-engineering of the road network to avert a possible mudslide disaster. We need, as a matter of agency, to re-engineer the place. The buildings that are springing up like mushrooms in some of those selected areas may have to be halted by the local assembly. And the limited voter registration exercise has ended. Did you get to register? That and more after George is done with business. Hello, George. Hi, Evan. Then the governor of business, Bank of Ghana, rolls out fresh set of regulatory measures to protect commercial banks from shocks and enhanced supervision of the sector. And private sector contributions to SNIT scheme hit record levels ending June this year. But is it a sign that things are turning around for businesses despite the challenging economic environment? Getting you more details on that one. The Business News on Newsnight is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business. Kingdom Books and Stationery Syntax Tanks and Pepsodent Charcoal and Herbal. My man, I heard there's a new app on the streets that does it all for you. Ah, really? <laughs> How is that possible? Charlie, I also could not believe you too. But I downloaded the app and I'm telling you, I was able to chat with my friends, make video calls and... Well, we know of many apps that can do that. Oh, let me finish that. I was also able to listen to the latest songs, play games and read the latest post news. <laughs> for you? Yeah. And I can send and receive money from the app. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, no? What's the name of this app? It's called Ayoba. Ayoba. Yeah, Ayoba. Get Ayoba, your all-in-one app that lets you chat, call, share, play, pay, and listen to music all in one app for everyone. Enjoy Ayoba with MTN and download the Ayoba app today, everywhere you go. Hooray! 
Hey, the Kingdom Books and Stationery Limited's Back to School promotion is here with us once again. From the 4th of September to the 31st of October 2023, Kingdom Books and Stationery Limited is giving a generous 10% to 15% discount on all school items like textbooks, pens, pencils, erasers, exercise books, and so much more across all our branches in Accra, Tema, Kumasi, Takradi, Winnipeg, Cape Coast. Parents, teachers, and students, please hurry while stock lasts. For more information, call us on 0302-764-101 or 0302-764-209 or email info at kingdomgh.com. You can also visit our website www.kingdomgh.com. Kingdom Books, where quality and affordability are both assured. Terms and conditions apply. Luxurious affordable living is your right, and no one understands it better than BOT Properties. BOT Properties specializes in modern residential buildings and commercial office spaces. Our properties include the Equator, a 12-story made up of over 100 apartments near Accra Mall. Other Equator courts, we offer you the deluxe living experience with our top-of-the-range homes, high-quality homes built with style and precision to suit your lifestyle. The Equator Courts is a gated community with two story four-bedroom detached houses at Ubuju Islegon near American House. Our office complexes include Zion House, Shiashi Islegon, Zion House, Sofaline Interchange, Kumase. Our offices and apartments are for both rental and outright purchases at affordable prices and with flexible payment terms. Kindly contact us on 0257-960-919 or visit botproperties.com. BOT Properties, the new meaning of affordable luxury. No matter your water needs, Syntex has it all. Syntex Tank was first to introduce double layer tank and now you can have as many layers as you want. Syntex Tank was first to introduce white inner layer tanks in Ghana and now introduces the customer specs order which will let you order any color and size you want. Syntex Tanks gives you the biggest warranty of 7 years which no other tank gives you. So whatever your water consumption, size of project or demand, choose Syntex Tank. Syntex Tank, stress-free. Syntex Tank, reliable. Syntex Tank, maximum guarantee. Call 0244-335-168. Kumasi 0505-555-666. Or visit SyntexGH.com. Syntex Tank, a year strong, a year tough. Flamingo Paint has superior properties than any other paint brand on the market? Listen, when you take one bucket of Flamingo Paint, it's equal to several buckets of any paint brand on the market. So, Flamingo has superior hiding properties, superior coverage, it means it covers, and superior durability. Flamingo Paint, superior hiding. Flamingo Paint, superior coverage. Flamingo Paint, superior durability. Flamingo Paint, simply superior. I'm afraid. Yes, 
Mary number don't pimp a sense of insult. Excellent Eba, I did a bunny de braille. Who see it in a mobile? Now, some man are warning it. Sir, honey, now could you soon use a president chuckle? Then only the most will you create a fit of it of that? No, what you ask me about your mamma feel you. Hey, could you, sir? Yeah, yeah, president Eba, and a president chuckle. I paid you. You're going to natural. FDI, Jedi, and Katriatu. You're welcome back to Business on Newsnight. Now, Bank of Ghana is rolling out fresh set of regulatory measures that would help protect commercial banks from future shocks and enhance supervision. Some of the programs will include the Business Model and Philippine Analysis Framework, which regulator says has already started. Bank of Ghana Governor Dr. Ernest Addison disclosed this at the annual general meeting of the Ghana Association of Banks and launch of the third edition of the Ghana Voice magazine today. The BMA allows supervisors to identify banks' vulnerabilities at an early stage and ensure safety and soundness. Following the adverse impact of the DDEP, the bank is focused on assessing implications of banks' strategic decisions and its al alignment with their risk appetites. Also, the bank has incorporated a limited asset quality review in its supervisory program for 2023. This exercise is being conducted to assess the health of bank loan and investment portfolios and to determine if their asset classification is in line with Bank of Ghana's classification norms as well as international financial reporting standards. Bank of Ghana Governor Dr. Ernest Addison speaking at the annual general meeting of the Ghana Association of Banks. Now, speaking at the same program, the president of the association, Masonator, said the industry has rolled out measures that would significantly improve its asset quality during the current financial year and beyond. In a related development as well, the association of uh, the vice president of the association of banks, that is Daniel Saki, has announced his resignation from the association. It follows his retirement as chief executive executive of uh, Ecobank Ghana. Still on this sector, uh, former president of the Ghana Association of Bank, Dr. Na Alasanandani, is challenging claims that low compensation levels in the industry is following the rise in fraud in the sector. Now, data from the Bank of Ghana showed spike in fraud-related activities in the banking sector. Now, this has led to some arguing that most of these bank workers are not being paid well compared to their exposure and responsibility. But the former president of the association, now Dr. Larson and Danny, strongly disagrees. If you look at especially the financial sector, financial sector workers are paid, I mean, absolutely more than the average worker in Ghana. They of course, you know, you have, your, you have your mining sector, the oil and gas areas, but if we take the rank and file of Ghanaian workers, the people in the financial sector who will sit in the top, so top three percent. What is the motivation? It's unbridled, unbridled. Recently, there was one that exposed a big bank. A young guy got into so much deals. Yeah. Yeah. So if it's, it's not it, benefit, if it's not salary, yeah. where lies the motivation? It's just unbridled ambition and greed. It's ambition, greed, you know, and sometimes maybe when people look at People like us, they forget your age and they think that, you know, it happened. No, it took 40 years plus. So it's just unbridled greed, um, uh, ambition that's not properly managed. And yeah, it's not salary. It's absolutely not salary. The former president of the Ghana Association of Banks, now Dr. Hassan Andani.
Now, total value of private sector contributions to the SNIP pension scheme has reached record levels ending July this year. Now, this was contained in the latest data covering economic and financial sector activities for the third quarter of this year. There is more in this report. The data showed that contributions by private firms ending July this year reached 365 million Ghana cities. This represents the total value of money paid by private firms on behalf of their workers when it comes to the Tier 1 SNET scheme. Based on the numbers, what was recorded in July this year represents a significant jump from the about 100 million Ghana cities paid in the pre-pandemic era, that is January 1, 2021. A careful analysis of the data released by the Bank of Ghana showed that the contributions have been picking up strongly since January 2021. Again, the number of private firms that are equally joined the scheme and making the necessary contributions have gone up significantly. It has moved from a little over 800,000 to more than 900,000. But for some, the biggest question here is that could this data mean that firms are turning around for most private firms that were badly hit during the pandemic era? This is because the data is based on payments made by the business owners on behalf of their workers. Again, if more private firms are registering for the scheme, could it mean that they are now in the better position to meet their obligations when it comes to SNET contributions or maybe SNET is just doing its work? That is a business tax report. Now, bulk or distribution firms are projecting a marginal increase in prices of petroleum products later this week. The distributors have told Joy Business that the spike can be linked to the continuous rise in prices of petroleum products on the international market. They maintain that gains made by the Ghana city is not enough to cushion or slow the expected hike. Now, based on the data, Joy Business has seen diesel could witness the highest jump in the prices of petroleum product by up to five percent while petrol may be just under a percent we're good to look at the ghana city and the recent gains that it has made is not just limited to the u.s dollar but other major trading currencies data bank's latest market review report showed the local currency still doing well against the british pound and the euro there is more in this report the CD, based on last week monitoring by Data Bank Financial Services, appreciated against the British pound and the euro by 1%. The development can be described as interesting because many had thought that the good run posted by the Ghana CD was just limited to the US dollar. Some have also argued that the development could mean that the city's gains could be sustained for a lot while, possibly to the end of the year. Others have also maintained that if the local currency is really doing well, it should also impact on other trading currencies. There are projections that the performance of the Ghana CD is expected to be sustained in the last quarter of this year as well. This is based on the expected inflows from the IMF and the World Bank before the end of this year. Again, about $800 million is expected to come through the Ghana Cocoa Loan Syndication Program. All these inflows will go a long way to increase the Bank of Ghana's international reserves, which may help in stabilizing the Ghana city. 
The central bank has also increased its supports for the market in relation to the commercial banks and bulk oil distribution companies. Some analysts have maintained that the real test of the Ghana CD will be in the first quarter of next year when many businesses are importing to restock for 2024. And that is the business dex report to the stock market mtn lost the password to close at one ghana city 44 passwords and that's all for business on a news night back to you evans uh, george thank you very much let's do sports and miss bow is here with the latest hello miss bow hello evans we well, a lot of activities over the weekend football yeah. and all it was a weekend of so many upsets i know lots of upsets your team did suffer it uh, manchester city suffered same but the controversy was in that game between Liverpool and Tottenham Lots of, loads of controversy, So much yes. reaction. But uh, also this weekend, uh, some really good news for two Ghanaian clubs, Dreams FC and Mediama. They qualified to the group stage of the CAF Champions League and CAF Confederations Cup, respectively. And Mediama, following that qualification, they've been speaking to the press. And the uh, president of the club says uh, uh, they are ready to make a name for themselves in the group stage now uh, they, uh, they had a first leg three on win at the Cape Coast Stadium and that was good enough to take them to uh, secure uh, qualification to the group stage despite losing 2-1 in Conakry and earlier today while addressing the press the president of the club Moses Ama Parker says his team's desire uh, is so strong that they will not go into the group stage to be mere participants we want to highlight that it did not come on a silver platter. And we know we have a far more difficult task ahead. As we will play against the Giants in Africa, club football, in the group stage. As a result, we will need most and all forms of support to make our result championship journey successful. We do not want to be mere participants in this competition. Hence, our call this morning for the government and corporate Ghana to come to our aid. Parker, president of Mediama Sporting Club. But let's delve into that controversial game between Liverpool and Tottenham Hotspur because what we understand is that Liverpool have asked the uh, referee's governing body for audio of discussions between the match officials in the Saturday's 2-1 defeat at Tottenham. Now, the video assistant referee did not overturn an incorrect decision to disallow a Luis Diaz goal for offside and the governing body for referees said the decision to rule out the goal was a significant human error. Now, Sunday Liverpool released a statement saying the explanation was unacceptable and that uh, they expect the and they will be uh, exploring all range of options available to them to ensure that they have a clear a resolution to the matter now uh darren Eng england who was on vr duty during the game at tottenham hotspur stadium an assistant vr uh, dan cook were uh, stood down from duty for the rest of the weekend because of the error now uh, liverpool is making this demand on the back of 
what has happened this season where six audio recordings have been released from the Premier League games, including Wolves' penalty appeal after Manchester United goalkeeper Andre Onana collided with striker Sasa and Liverpool captain Virgil van Dijk's red card for a foul on Newcastle forward Alexander Isak. So uh, the referee's governing body says they are looking into the request by Liverpool and they will see if they can get the audio recording for them. Meanwhile, Tottenham have condemned racist abuse directed at defender Destiny Odogi on social media after Saturday's 2-1 home win against Liverpool. Now, Liverpool forward Diogo Jota was sent off for a second bookable offence when he fouled Udogi. Now, Tottenham said in the statement that they are disgusted at the racist messages directed towards Destiny uh, uh, on social media following the Saturday's game against Liverpool. And they added that they stand with you, Destiny. Meanwhile, Liverpool have also noted that they condemn all forms of racism and discrimination and will work with the relevant authorities and social media platforms to help identify those responsible and apply the strongest possible consequences. So that's uh, the reaction from that game between Liverpool and Tottenham Hotspur. And uh, the Champions League returns tomorrow. Live commentary is going to be here on Joe 99.7 FM and it's the game between Manchester United and Galatasaray that will be bringing you live commentary of all the way from Manchester and George Ada Jr. will be on commentary duty for that game. Pepsodent, Herbal and Chaco, uh, big thanks to them for the sports. Thank you very much, Bao. Now, a ticking time bomb. That is how portions of the Kaswa Accra Highway have been described tonight. Gaping potholes, stagnant rainwater and mud from surrounding hills have uh, taken over portions of the busy road which connects the western and central regions to the capital Accra. Now, compelling commuters to spend hours in traffic on a trip that would have ordinarily lasted a few minutes. My colleague Faustina Safo has more in this potholes exhibition feature. A few meters from the Kaswa Tollboot is a stagnant pool of water, more like a naturally created government's flagship project, one district, one dam. The problem, however, is that the irrigation potential of this particular dam, created by cascading rainwater and mudslides, is not being tapped as it sits right in the middle of the road. I'm not from Tobut, Yesterday, we spent six hours in traffic from the tow boot to this point. Our leaders don't use this stretch each time it rains. They rather put on their sirens and use the other lane. Drivers navigating this stretch must drive with caution, mindful of the peril that awaits them if they speed up. Each time it rains, this is what we endure. Just now, my brake band came off. I have to buy a new one. Honestly, it's really hard. Like, even when I take my driver and we go towards that car, it took four hours. We were in traffic for four hours. Right before my eyes, a vehicle got stuck. Trapped in the mud, a testament to the unforgiving nature of the road. John is a contractor under the Ministry of Roads and Highways. His job is to desilt the drains and gather the mud from the road each time it rains. 
but he laments he has not been paid for the past four years. Enka first na enka nsuyo toye na no enka ahumache enka yakle kwa inimu yina eyi gacha nimu. Initially when it rains, we quickly bring in our machines to park the mud from the road. But for the past four years, two months, we have not been paid by the Harris authority. As drivers navigate the quagmire, they plead with governments to act. The question is, when will government fix this problem? For Stina Safo, for Joy News. And you're still live here on News 90, so enjoy 99.7 FM. Now, the new patriotic party has directed its party officers across the country to fly flags at half-mast following the passing of the former First Lady Theresa Kufour. She passed away yesterday at the age of 87. Now, Mrs. Kufour served as a First Lady from 2001 to 2009 during her husband John Ajukum Kufour's presidency. Now, uh, she maintained a relatively low profile, but in recent times, she stayed even further away uh, from the uh, limelight due to prolonged illness. Well, Joy News contributor Eche Sikanku has been to the house and uh, joins us on the line right now. Eche, you've been speaking to the uh, spokesperson for the family. What have they been saying about the passing? Well, they've been saying so far that the event has just happened and so they are still taking in the loss. What is said is that the family is now coalescing and gathering together. In fact, at the venue of the, the event, you could see very, very close associates of uh, the former president and the wife coming in to pre- trooping in, trickling in um, as the day went by and uh, some former government officials uh, as, as well uh, coming there to kind of uh, uh, commiserate with them. So, I mean, I, I, at this point, what they are saying is that um, they really want to also take their time to um, go according to family traditional family customs to see what really uh, would be the next step. But for now, they, they just want to really come to terms or take in um, the laws that has happened at, at this very moment. The family is now gathering, going through the emotions of grief and thinking up through what to do. As I speak to you, we don't have a program. We are less than 24 hours into this very sad event. And people are coming in, maybe when we have a bit of a breather, the family will sit and begin to look at what needs to be done. Uh, if I had something going, I would have told you now, but it's all rare nothing let people come in today join us mourn with us as we grieve it's not only the family grieving us like appears to me the holy is grieving so we say thank you to everybody we need to pray for the soul of mrs before and let's pray that all of us together plan a befitting burial to see her off we have a book of condolence open in there already and so everybody's allowed to come and write and in the related development, Member of Parliament for Ningo Pram Pram, Samuel Neto George, has eulogized his predecessor and Council of State member uh, in Octay Mensa. You know him as E.T. Mensa, who also died at the age of 77. The former Minister of State passed away in South Africa, where he was said to be receiving medical treatment. After serving as Ningo Pram Pram legislator in the second parliament, he was defeated by Sam George, despite his strong belief he had a grip on the constituency at the time. And that's it for uh, News Night tonight. The story of the butterfly. And that's up next with 